1: Actually, a lot. So sign up now at
2: ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Get right to the romance and find the way to wow this Valentine's with 1-800-Flowers.com. From classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate-covered berries, gourmet treats, and more. Surprise your Valentine with 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, get the 18-stem Enchanted Rose Medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more. Go to 1-800-Flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1-800-Flowers.com
2: slash tune in.
1: Good morning and welcome to an exciting edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. I am here with Matt. Hi Pete. I'm here with Ash. Hey Pete. And uh, we've got three points on the board and isn't everybody excited about what that means for the future of Arsenal? It's back on.
2: Up and running.
1: Or are we going to do it?
2: We could do something.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we have a lot of talking points today. We've got, um, we've got Emery's mixed up midfield. We've got the striking issue with our strikers, can you defend the defense? And the big topic of conversation, which I think we'll save to the end the ghost of Meza Erzl. Six, no, seventh illness in 20 months. Uh, a lot of rumor uh, doing the rounds in the newspapers after the game um, and i think also a lot of ramifications for emery like he's got a lot of interesting strategic decisions to make about how he deals with that moving forward um but let's not let's not sour the mood three points on the board was pretty exciting uh like tell us what you thought when you saw the starting lineup
2: well just, just hoping that Xhaka wasn't going to be playing and then he was playing uh other than that, there weren't really any surprises. Surprised that Torreira didn't get his first start. You'd think he'd probably be match fit by now. Um, but other than that, it was fairly standard. Ash, how did you feel about that starting lineup?
0: I, couldn't agree more. I was. I, I still don't understand what Granit is doing in the starting lineup, let alone at the football club. And um, I would have liked to have seen Torreira start. I think he adds more balance to that midfield. I mean, from what we've seen so far. Um, so yeah, no, that was a, that was a genuine surprise for me. I think you know the rest of it's pretty much as as expected. Yeah, we don't really have any other
2: options in defence at the moment. Um, so like
1: on the midfield, like let's just let's. I've got I banged out topics today, so we've got some stuff to go through. So what um, what do we make of uh, the midfield changes? Do we think the, the Granite Jacker got? taken off after like 75 minutes in his first game against City he got pulled off uh um, halftime in the Chelsea game do we think he kind of like Emery rolled him uh, uh, you know uh, a slow ball to to keep his confidence before he starts making like more aggressive changes or do you think that that was a tactical move because it, it, it's odd. Three games, starting three games, he's played badly in almost all of them he's been involved in. Um... I mean, the
2: only thing I can think of is the gossip that I heard from somebody which said, apparently in uh, in training, yeah, he's noticed. amazing. And he just can't hack the Premier League. And so maybe Emery is giving him the chance to try and get over that
0: mental hurdle. I I don't know. I mean, I think we can overanalyse this, right? I mean, I think in the first game, coming off at 75 minutes is hardly, you know, it's 15 minutes before the end of the game. He wanted to see Torreira come on. So I think that was all that was. Um, we weren't going to win that game by any stretch of the imagination. I think the Chelsea game, I think he'd made a genuine decision to change the tactics. Um, but I thought the way we played when he did make that change was actually better. So I'm surprised he reverted. I mean, that's the thing I don't get. Um, is he one of the five captains? He's one of the five. He is captains. one of the five
1: captains. Yeah,
0: he's one of the five people that's probably got naked photos of every member of the Arsenal board. Yeah, and is safe. I think mm-hmm. is the other way of putting it. But I don't, I don't understand it. But you know, I was talking to somebody else about this. Um, who's the Monaco manager that's now at <laughs> Dortmund?
1: Uh, oh, a uh, F- uh, F- niece manager, F- um, Lucien yeah, Favre. Favre.
0: He managed him in um, Germany, and he always said he wanted is the first person on the team sheet, so we should sell him to Dortmund. That's a good idea.
1: Yeah, I wonder whether it's. Um...
2: He's, no, he's, a, he's, a, he's a player that all the managers love to have in the team, and none of the fans can quite see why.
1: They have, that, they have that new statistic that's doing the rounds this year. Well, it's new to me anyway. It's called like X build up or something like that. And it means it, it's some sort of number that they accumulate for how often like you start the ball moving um, for like teams moving forward. And Jacker is in the top three. So it's like he's he has it's this. Because he can't get it yeah, out of the bat. Yeah. <laughs> So, it, like, obviously, some sort of secret stat that everybody's looking at, the like, the the, the worries the manager if he's not playing. Um, but to your point, Ash, when um, when the manager made the change on fifty six to bring on uh, Torreira and Jacka was given a little bit more freedom, uh, things started to look up, right?
0: Yeah, look, there is an argument that he's better further up the field than he is where he is, and he does. I mean, I'm not a fan of these kind of sort of. You know, champagne passes all over the place. I think I prefer the shorter stuff, and I just don't. I don't really see what he's, what value he adds. And um, I mean, this is a man who was bought in, and that sort of to play deeper. And then, what did Wenger say within three months? A boy can't tackle. <laughs> it's like, well, why did you buy him? Well, when um,
1: when Wenger signed him initially, he thought that he was a box to box player. He came out and he said that he sees Jacker as more of a box-to-box player, baffling considering that how little pace the player has and how, how, he, how he plays traditionally. So uh, interesting. And also when he arrived at Arsenal, they did that big thing about him being a leader. Didn't they? He was, the, he, he was the next big leader in the team. So maybe there are leadership qualities there that he sees that he offers on the pitch. But I just can't see how you can take leadership from a player.
2: He's now uh, he's now you know the, uh, the scapegoat for all of our problems, isn't he? Do you, is there any way back for him? Do you think he's got anything in his locker that tells you he could find some form? Because let's face it, in his first season, he was all right. It wasn't all bad, was it?
0: No, I, that. I think that's fair. But you also had some better midfields playing alongside him around then. I mean, Santi was fit, right? Yeah,
2: I think Santi yeah. was fit for some
0: of it. Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, but he won the FA Cup that year.
2: He put in some decent performances. Maybe just maybe there's maybe he can maybe you can recover it. Feeling more optimistic think, after three points. Yeah, I
1: think it comes down to a, a, a lot of things at Arsenal. It's what, like, how well can Emery coach? Like what? Like what, Does he have a like a vision of where he sees the players going to be in three to six months' time? Like he must have, right? Otherwise, he wouldn't be starting.
0: I think that's fair. I think you, I think Emery Den- genuinely has a plan. He sounds like someone who plans a hell of a lot. Um, I think maybe he's also somewhat nervous in starting two new young players together in Torreira and Grendosy.
1: I think that's a really really good point. What did you think of Guendozi's
0: performance? I thought I think he's improved. In every game, I think it's a massive step up. But the the kid's got genuine quality. I think hopefully he's not going to dip and lose it completely like some of our youngsters have over the years. Yeah, we have a traditional
1: cycle, don't we? Good first ten games. Quite
2: as good as he was against Chelsea. I thought against Chelsea he was sort of a bit better, but. but maybe it was just the appearance of being so hungry to get on the ball against Chelsea, and this was maybe a bit more of a disciplined performance.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think that's probably fair. He didn't give the ball away as much. Yeah. The, I think definitely going forward in attack, and if you look at the game, we were so effective down that right-hand side, and there's a lot to be said about how Hector Bellerin played on, on Saturday, actually. Absolutely. Uh, I think they combined really, really well going forward. Um, there's something going on on that right hand side because we were brilliant that down there against Chelsea as well so it's pace though right yeah. you've got more natural pace down that side but without sort of jumping the gun on the topics today it does beg the question of how some of those other players have a role in the team let alone the club um, because I don't think that works when you've got Mkhitaryan Ozil Ramsey <laughs> and a few others to come right
1: yeah no I, I, I agree and um, so on, on Guendouzi, do we think Gwendozi and Torreira...
0: It's got to be, isn't it? Do we yeah. think that that's well, the... Well, is the, the one sitting further back with Gwendozi going forward. I think that works yeah. better and better. And if uh, It's way too early to make this comparison, but if you can get Gwendozi doing what Santi Cazorla did so effectively, kind of in that midfield, sort of di- top of that Cock, di- cock yeah. has... <laughs> yeah, that thing. Uh, <laughs> one letter away from an illegal <laughs> problem. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, <laughs> Don't know where that came from. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I think we've got a really bright future in, at that point.
1: It's an interesting uh, player to compare him to Kazola. Uh, because I just
0: we've uh, got that. The reason I see it like that is when Kazola started to play in that deeper role, with t- you know, almost in that top of that diamond, with a defensive midfielder kind of protecting him as well. I thought we were really good. I thought it was some of the most effective. that kind of 2015 season when yeah. we shouldn't have screwed it up and given it to Leicester. Um nothing against Leicester. But um I thought we we played some absolutely phenomenal football and Cazorla was at the at the base of all of it. Yeah, as soon me. as he was injured yeah. it was... we just looked at a totally boring side. And
1: it's it's interesting um what he lacks in the ability to move the ball as fast as Gasola, he kind of makes up for in like robustness yeah, think, as a player. Yeah, you know, like yeah. he definitely um, he and, and he has a great range of passing. And I think that some of the nervousness you know, people have about
0: probably closer to a petite than a Gasola, right? Yeah.
1: That's, that's, a, that's a very good call. That's a very good call. So I think, I think we're all in agreement that yeah. he is we an exciting him. talent. Yeah, Did, he's so got you, great hair. And you, you don't think that he was brought off for the weekend because of like one or two stray passes? You think it was just uh, like a pure, pure play tactical? I think we've
2: got to really manage him because he's the one player in the team who can do what he does at the moment. Yeah. And so the last thing we need to do is burn him out by Christmas. And get him, go, get him out, for, have him out for six weeks or a loss of form. We're better off really managing him through, starting him on the bench a few games, bring him back in. I just don't think we can be over-reliant on him because we've seen it before. You can't play every game or you'll or break. And the problem is, because we've, we've, we've lost our first two, we're already under pressure to get 21 yeah. points from the next yeah. eight games. So he's going to have to play the majority
0: of them, but hopefully there's going to be a couple of times when we can give him a breather. Yeah, I think the first real test is when we play Liverpool in... What is it? Now? November, um, yeah. November. We've got some decent games until then. And, you know, there's an international break. He's not going to get a call-up, so he'll get a nice bit, bit of a rest. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Um, and I think we've got to kind of figure out what we're doing until then. And maybe, by the way, all of these changes, he's been chopping and changing and seeing how these pairings work, is maybe he wants to understand how he how his squad plays as a squad not just your best 11 right it's such a such an
1: important point because arsen was like a fan played his best starting 11 regardless yeah. of form really uh, and almost every season over the last 10 years it, it, it could it, it started to get bad in the last three, to be honest. But um, you would have a good like a good run into December. We get to December because he played the same team over and over and over again. Actually, that's what happened to uh, Santi. Right,
0: yeah, he kept yeah. on
1: overplaying him, and like he everyone was old.
0: Got, everyone got injured, and then we screwed it up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so uh, just before we move off of uh, the midfield, Aaron Ramsey at number ten. What do we think about? I think if think Aaron that?
2: Ramsey signed the contract, he'd be playing every single game at number ten. Yeah, I think. I, I think I, 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 okay, he's being sent a message. I yeah. think it's just you can't make him your main man until the contract's done. And
1: tell the tell, like tell the goss. We didn't get to do the gossip that you heard because so Matt got some gossip via a person who knows a person at the club, and it's kind of like one of those chip shop owners. Uncle's dog's best friend. I don't even cat. know what the gossip is. You did when uh, somebody was uh, like getting their hair chopped, and uh, it was the the big news is that Emery's going to play Ramsey at number ten.
2: That wasn't me. That was you. <laughs> no, no, right. it, I must have made it up.
1: I'll cu- I, it's anyway. Matt Matt called it <laughs> earlier on in the in the summer. Uh, he, I, he'll, he'll remember it. He, he's even denying it because he's annoyed that I brought it up. Or Emery definitely <laughs> said he wants to try and build. The core around
2: yeah. Ramsey. I didn't think it was going to be at number 10, though. I think it will be because I think... I think that's, that's, do you, do that's, you think he can offer the... I think number 10 now, everything in football has got more hard working. You've got to press from the front, yep. even your number 10. Yep. You can't afford to have someone who doesn't defend when out of position. And I think it was interesting. The most interesting bit of the whole Ozil thing was something I read today that I didn't realise, which is Ozil came and was in the dressing room after the game. And uh, and someone goes to Emery. Well, if he's ill, why is he in the dressing room infecting people? And Emery sort of did a wry smile and said, "Oh, he's he's over it, you know." Ha ha ha! Nudge nudge, wink wink. It was just a little bit of Qatar, you know, bullshit. And uh, and interestingly, he goes, "Did did he get ill after?" You asked him to play a different type of position, <laughs> and apparently, Emery said that like, smiled and said maybe. And uh, I mean, he's he's hanging about to dry.
1: Yeah, yeah he, he is. But we've we <laughs> got we've we got, we got, we, got, it. We, got yeah, we got yeah we've got yeah we've got a hold on to that because I think that's a big uh, a big issue. So anyway, you you guys are, h- are happy with Aaron Ramsey taking on that number ten role because of hard working, pressing from the front, aggressive. And he's actually got a great range of passing, right?
0: I think out of all of the players that we've got that can play that position, with the style that Emery wants to play, Ramsey's arguably the most capable. Okay. Yeah.
2: you just got to start thinking about what... what If we're going to be a title-winning team in two to three years, because it's going to take at yep. least at least two years, if not three, probably three, you've got to start thinking, who are the players going to be? And I think... If we've managed to get a whole new central midfield with Tuera and Gwendozi in, in the first window, in the, before he's even started, that would be amazing. If Ramsey can be another one, well, we've got three of the 11 that we need to go and potentially... We've got Aubameyang, who looks like he's top quality, that's four. And you probably need four or five more of that level. Bellerin could be that, none of the rest, probably. But at least we've got four or five on the way to being a, a title-winning team. We've got half the team, and Same. I think ramsey is, is is in that caliber of player if he has the right players around him and the right coaching fair shout. so uh, Arsenal
1: went a goal down standard oh. uh, a, a early goal again what are we uh, what, what were the feelings about the defense which looked utterly shambolic at times are you um, you, guys, you guys remember the George Graham era. Uh, what, what, what would George Graham be saying about that performance against uh, against West Ham?
0: I, I just, I don't think they all know where they're supposed to be at any given moment in time. I mean, I think great goal by Nacho. I thought you know, bellerin has got a lot of flak for his defending, but I don't think Nacho was any better. Um, and he doesn't offer anywhere near as much going forward. I thought that. Uh, this bloke Socrates, I thought was supposed to be a hell of a lot better than he actually is. They're both sluggish. And I used to be a Mustafi apologist, but <laughs> geez, I mean, you know, yeah. these are highly paid international footballers. One of them's got a bloody World Cup When is medal. Like, how do you not understand where you? I mean, I know the system's changed, but it's not exactly rocket science, is it? You're a paid professional.
2: Well, it feels like it's exactly the same problem, which is we're so vulnerable to just a hoof at a defence. That's time and time again against West bit, Ham, right? That's the bit that really gets you. It's not like we've been undone by a really classy piece of interplay. We're vulnerable to a, just a hoof, out the a clearance. Yep. And suddenly everyone's just on edge. And I just wonder whether for now we just have to keep a defensive midfielder back or have one person yep. less, not forward, just to give everyone the security of one more
0: person. Especially when you've got those... Those full backs running up the pitch to support that play, right? And I just think that's critical that we've got to have someone that's helping those other teams. But
2: even when it was. Do you remember when, even when Arsene Wenger had his in the Invincibles years and he would always have, you know, maybe one side is more about pace and the other side is like a bit more solid. So you'd have like. Uh, you know, Lauren and Ashley Cole. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I don't understand why when one of them is going forward, the other one should be acting, staying back. Totally. And yeah. at the moment, you just used to
0: see them in the center circle, didn't you? Uh, yeah. Corners and uh, all sorts of things. They'd just be there.
2: Yeah. And you just, I don't know why they both push on so much all the time. They must be under instruction to do that, to keep, I guess it's, you know, pressing attack is the best form of defense, but you know, we've, we've, we've got to figure that out. And I, th- I the other thing is, you've seen the impact that someone like Van Dijk has had on Liverpool. You have just got to buy a top quality defender, like a top, top, clev- top level person who breeds confidence, who runs the defense, marshals them. Because you know Mustafi doesn't breed any confidence, and Socrates is only three games in. You can't rely on him. You can't rely on a ten million pound player to
0: fix the problem.
1: Yeah, I think you, I think you. Draw inspiration from those around you, and I imagine that they're all looking at each other at the moment, thinking every uh, the person next to him is shit. And I think the the biggest concern that I have about um, Socrates is that he's very slow. Like he's yeah. not fast. He might have won that sprint. Like came in the top three on the sprint yeah. test. I'm like, I don't. I'm not seeing any of that in his play. Like his lack of mobility is frightening. And I think the the big worry is he's he played in a slow league, two slow leagues. Hasn't he? he's played yes. in, he played he played uh, a the Ser, Syria under, Serie, under um, Allegri, and then he moved um, to Dortmund, which is uh, you know slower league in the Bundesliga, and now he's coming to the fastest league in the world, and he's got to adapt at 29. That's either going to end. Uh, in an injury or it's just going to be disappointing. I think Scalacci moved to us at quite a late age. Yeah, he was uh, sort
0: of 28. He was
1: about 28, 20, 29. Had <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, I wish
2: that ended in injury.
1: Yeah. And I do think that Emery and Mistentat have grossly misunderstood, like, misunderstood the the pace and the power required to be a good defender in the Premier League.
0: I think that's probably fair. I think the other thing is there are other factors they've sort of played into that decision, right? I mean, I think Koscielny comes back. The fact that he's back in training three months early is oh, really? phenomenal, training. right? He started training last Monday, a week ago. Yeah. He was not due to be back in training three months ago. He was running with the first team. It was like, that's insane. Um So I think that helps, right? Especially if he's coming back earlier. And I think the other two younguns coming through who really, I mean, like Holden got a lot of bad press last year, but I do think he's the, the real deal. Yeah, always think to that FA Cup final. That's, that's where he can yeah, be. Exactly. And then Mavropanos just looks like a you know, a totally quality player. I think, again, I think we fudged the real decision by buying the 29-year-old for 10 million. Um, I think you're probably right. We probably should have gone and spent 20 or 30 million on a, a decent centre-half. But can, does that buy you a decent centre-half these and, days or not? Is,
1: uh, he, he was more like 18 million, wasn't he? So- Socrates, and I, I just look I know that you know I watched him a little bit at Barcelona last year but Yeri Mina looked like a bit of a miss 23 tense years me. old I couldn't huge and a, a, a nasty nasty player to deal with like like in the opposition box in the in the World Cup and actually in the, uh, La Liga that he's he's an absolute menace in the box Did and he go just went to Everton he went to Everton and I think he went um, I think he went for less than 30 million
0: yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't preferred. a
1: lot of. It wasn't a lot of money. And I, I know that you know players quite often go to Everton and become nothing players. But he just looked like a bit of a miss, and I can't like believe that. Yeah, I, I would have preferred to have signed a. Yeah, would have preferred to sign a young defender, twenty-three, twenty-three years old, He's like he, yeah. power, pace, aggression. Well,
2: let's not forget that the whole thing we were talking about in the summer was the strategy is to bring in the experience and then bring through the young players. So if Mavropanos can come through by the end of the season then buying Socrates was the right decision. Yeah, I think that's fair. If if, yeah. if he doesn't yeah. then it was the wrong decision.
1: Using using our own observations against us there. Yeah, it's cuz if if um by January Mavropanos is playing and then that's good succession planning. Yeah. I'd hope Uh, And maybe Socrates was signed because, you know, he's Greek, Mavropanis is Greek. Remember when we signed Remy Gard to look after the young French players? Maybe there's something interesting in that.
2: But I have to say, I've been disappointed with our defending this season. Yeah. Because there hasn't been any marked improvement. Like, there's been some, we've seen some interesting new developments in terms of playing out from the back. Some of the forward play has been really incisive. We seem to have been able to exploit opponent's weaknesses. The play down the right side is promising. Gwendozzi's been promising. But the defence, I've seen nothing yep. to suggest that we've got any better at defending. If anything, we've looked worse. Yeah, they kind
0: of run around in packs at times. You know, and they're getting yanked all over the place and there's I, no... Yeah, I just think there's... A, is there a point... To, there's a couple of moments that were interesting in the game on Saturday where Czech didn't play it out from his feet and he went to sort of throw it out much quicker. And Czech was always less like less prone to doing that than say a layman or players that we've had in the past that would just you know move the ball out quickly from the back um, as soon as we were doing that and he was finding those gaps down the middle we actually did look very very good in the yeah. second half and I just think I wonder if you take the pressure off the defense from having to get the ball further out and move it on and, and start from that baseline and do some of those things until they until they're confident about what they're doing. Defensively, which is all they're there to do initially. And it right? does
2: seem another. Yeah, it seems like we do ask a bit. We're asking a lot straight away. Yeah, Like we don't need to be playing it out. We need to be getting it to a man's feet, but they don't have to be.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're, you're trying to understand how to play out the back. You're trying to work out this new system. Uh, you're trying to transition the ball. Up the pitch, and then on top of that, you've got to play a high line, and you're slow, right? And you're not playing, you're not playing with the best defenders. I think uh, like a uh, Kashani playing uh, that defense, maybe we're a little bit more cohesive. But like asking anybody new to come in and play next to Mustafi, I mean that's 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 tough. But I, I was very impressed with um, a game. He's adapted very quickly to being able to play the ball out the back. So, you know, so much for the trolls harassing him after the Chelsea game. He's definitely looking um, a, a lot yeah, more yeah, comfortable he's been the than best I thought. In
2: the league so far, he's probably.
1: been phenomenal. I
2: yeah. Like, what a Little
1: no. bit of competition, and he's on his game. Must also be motivating to play with a manager who speaks to the level um, uh, that he's used to over the last t-
0: 20 years of his career. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah, talking about the way the manager speaks. I think going back to the Ramsey point, he's been very open about quite a few things that is not very traditional at Arsenal football club. Saying out loud that Ramsey needs to focus on his game and not his contract. I yeah. thought, wow, yeah. did he really say that? Was this, I, was, I was literally, was this, this is a bad translation, or he's been misquoted. And then you read it and you hear it, it's like, I think I oh, know he said it. And okay. I think he's smart enough to play that game where yeah. he could
2: feel that he could pretend he's being. I think he's playing dumb a few times with some of the reporters and stuff, and he knows exactly what he's saying.
1: Yeah, he can afford to play the, the new guy yeah. for a little bit, can't he? And just a bit like, of a, a, bit of a honeymoon
0: period, yeah, yeah, for sure. And actually, as long as he doesn't get his travel card out and show it to the, the press corps, that's fine. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and actually, losing the first couple of games might be beneficial to him because there's no no one's looking at
0: us. We're tenth in the league. But realistically, did we think we were going to win those opening two games? If if we'd sat here and said we bought five players, I we could have got concede. a point. I think we got a point that Chelsea would have been fair. No one in their right mind, other than the fact it's the first game of the season, we all think we're going to win everything. But in their right mind, really thought we'd probably beat City on the opening day.
1: Ah, uh, absolutely not. By you, but Wolves come up, get a, get a point there at the weekend. You know, like, uh, could have had all three. Yeah, yeah, but I. Uh, I'm, I'm fine losing those first two games as long as we take 21 out of 24 points uh, and like we've taken the first three.
0: In my head, it doesn't count if you lose football games during the cricket season. So. Yeah. Like, that's, <laughs> that's the way I think. Every, everybody's <laughs> got
1: their way of dealing with Arsenal suffering these days, don't they? I'm like, it doesn't really count as a loss if it's in August because yeah, exactly. Arsenal was always <laughs> shit in August as well. Uh, okay, so last um, last point before we get into the big Meza issue uh, is the the striking issues. So Lacazette had to come on again uh, to, to get us moving. Awobi uh, didn't look particularly interesting out wide again. It, it feels like this fast counter-attack in football that we want to play is uh, maybe lacking some of those key elements like pace uh, moving forward. We have one target man um, who... Can't really act. He doesn't really act as a target man. I found myself missing Giroud um, a little bit over the weekend. Like for for all of his faults in front of goal, you have to say that he was. He was world class bringing people into the game, being a bit of a bully uh, up front and occasionally scoring a goal like you look at the the challenge that we have you 've got lacazette who 's very good I mean Steve Bowles said last season that he can almost operate as a number ten at times, but he 's got great control like he 's very strong um, and he ekes out like he ferrets out uh, opportunities in and around the box and then you 've got Obama Yang unless the ball is in front of him. Uh, and he's running onto it, or he's poaching the box, he's kind of ineffective. And you f- feel that, that that's maybe maybe going to be a, a problem against the big teams this season. So like, what what are you two thinking about the, the striking issues that we're facing at the moment? Are they issues, or is it, again, just waiting for Emery to unlock the, the goodness?
2: Well, I think Aubameyang needs to start scoring some goals, uh, which sounds like a really obvious thing to say. But I think it's fair to say that he doesn't do a whole lot apart from score goals. So right now, he must be
0: feeling the pressure a little bit. He, I mean, here's the thing. He's had chances, right? I mean, it's not like he's not had chances to score. He could have had five goals this season already. He should um, definitely have scored against two, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah definitely. Not, right? not. Two of those against <sighs> Chelsea. Should yeah. Yeah. Sit, absolute sitters. Yeah. So he's getting himself into the right place. He's just not scoring. I
2: think yeah. the
0: They'll come. I yeah. think they'll come. I think the other thing is, talking about how effective we are down the right, we need to do something around the left. And I think once your serve coming from both sides and in different angles and in different ways, I think they've got more of a... I, I, I still think playing them both together is a real option at the moment. Yeah, he doesn't uh, want if, to do it, does he? he doesn't yeah, even if you... And by the way, that might involve one of them playing on the left to, to give you that pace.
1: Yeah, but Obama-Yang looked pretty good on, yeah. on the left. Um you, you do feel like, bringing, like having those two on the pitch at the same time to, to counter counteract the, the things that the other one doesn't have could be um, interesting. But what what do you think about the lack of pace um, just in in general? Uh, do you think Emery's going to have to adapt his vision of, of how we want to play, or do you think it's just going to be teach the team how to play this way and then we'll replace pieces as we go?
2: I think we've got plenty of pace down the right with uh, Bellerin and Aubameyang. Uh People breaking from midfield, so there's a bit of an issue on the left. But I think if a and trick it can get its trickery sorted, it's not bad to have pace down one side and a bit of trickery down the other. That's what it always used to be with, you know, Overmars and Parler and with.
0: Uh... Yeah, I was. I, you know, I was just thinking back to around that sort of time, and you did have a lot more pace than we do now. And you forget how deceptively quick players like Perez were. We had Wiltor playing on Roaring, you know, yeah. who wasn't sl- sluggish. He had Overmars, he had on <laughs> up top. Dennis in his prime was quick. Freddie was really, you know, had a bit of pace around him. So I do see the point. I do think we lack it in other areas. Maybe not the fastest players in the world, but players that, because, I, you know, I, Mkhitaryan, I don't know where he was. Nice. He he's, he's, didn't have a good game, did he? He hasn't had a good game. Yet. So, no, his saving grace is he gets assists and goals even when he's not playing well. Yeah. I mean, he's, basically... he's got a great shot on him. Yeah. And he's not frightened to take a chance. Um But it goes back to the point, you know, how do you play with pace and accommodate Ramsey, Ozil and Mkhitaryan? I, I just don't think... I think at the moment three doesn't go into one. There's an argument three doesn't go into two, but...
2: Yeah, yeah, you're right. I think it's... You, we need two of them to go
1: Need to, yeah. It's a shame we've locked one of them down into the biggest contract of all time. So uh, so you're confident that we'll unlock goals
0: moving forward? I think it's a matter of time, I really yeah. do.
2: Yeah, no, this is, you know, we, 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 we hit a gear... Oh, oh don't forget, we've got Danny Welbeck.
0: That's, Welbs? Yeah. Welbs. Yeah. Scored Maybe a great the, goal. As long as, a, as long as he's not in Turkey this weekend.
2: Could be, uh, could be our secret weapon this season. The one guy that no one talks about.
1: Nketiah? Perhaps.
0: Yeah, it'd be good to see him come through. And it'd be great
1: to see a striker come through, right?
0: Yeah,
1: who, it really would? I'm trying to think back. Who was the last homegrown striker that we brought through? Kevin Campbell. <laughs> Do you know what I, was yeah. tell you? I think it's
0: Kevin, Kevin Campbell. Campbell. Ali Adier? Uh, yeah, if you count that as homegrown, uh, yeah, if you count that as coming through. <laughs> Barely. <laughs> Ali Adier is still playing. Yeah, for Lorient. For, no, for no, he's no, no, he's moved. No, no, he's moved. No, I think he's come back to to L'Oreal this season. I know, i think about Carlos Vela, who's now playing at LA City. Yeah,
2: idea yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can't even say that, that's such a stupid name. He's come back <laughs> and he's playing for, uh, for. he was playing for Gwendoza, so right. consulted Mario. him and
0: said, what do you think of Arsenal? That was the other thing, Do you say that Torreira got uh, uh, given the thumbs up to go to Arsenal by uh, Suarez, who recommended he comes there?
1: That's interesting, I didn't read that. Yeah. He looks good though, doesn't he? He looks very impressive.
0: Do a couple of years and then we'll buy you. Yeah, Barcelona. Yeah. He, um, I, don't, I mean, he looks like a hard bastard. <laughs> he looks, he looks nasty, doesn't he? I, you wouldn't want to meet him in a dark alley. <laughs> Oh, it's exactly what we need. Yeah. Uh, he, I really don't mind if he he's intelligent. gets five red cards yeah. this season at all. But
1: he's intelligent with his nastiness, isn't it? Do you think that like, he sniffs out trouble really well? He's got a good range of, uh, of passing and he moves the ball up the pitch really quickly. Like he's very, very fast.
0: <laughs> For a bloke who's five foot, was he five foot five or five foot six? With yeah, he's short. Quite stocky. Yeah. A lot of tats. Debatable whether he's got a neck. Um, how he? Yeah, it doesn't look like your archetypal footballer at all. No, I think he's a great player.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to seeing him start. Yeah. So, I think we've covered off uh, most of the issues there, apart from the big one. So, so uh, the, the story was that Meza Özil was dropped from the starting eleven and told that he was possibly going to have to play in a new position, and then he came in with round seven of illness in uh in, in 20 months so firstly what position could emery have asked him to play in that would give him a serious bout of something what do we what do we think's gone on going
0: back goal
1: yeah where's playing where, that where, the back, <laughs> how bad how bad could it be that it, you know caused you like gut I issues straight think away he could
2: even handle playing on the wide oh, on wide S- right. sweeper <laughs>
1: yeah. I mean, the, uh, the only place that I can think of that he'd be asked to play, it, Well, the, he, here's a theory. Uh, he just got the number 10 shirt this season. He's been bitching about getting that f- since he's been at Arsenal. He gets given it and then he gets told Ramsey's playing number 10 and you're out on the right. Do you think it's uh, a kind of, it's, it's an ego thing? Do you think it's, I, I am the best number 10 in the world, you can't be giving him a position and giving me the donkey work out on the right? Could
0: be. I think there's an element of that. I think he's, a, he's clearly an individual that liked the Wenger system of do what you like. And he's, we've gone into the polar opposite of your stand where you're told to stand kind of moment. And I, it's hard to think, because he played for Mourinho at Madrid, so he's definitely seen more of that kind of attitude, He's right?
1: been called a coward yeah. by Mourinho when he was in but Madrid. he seemed to
0: like it. Yeah. Yeah, he liked it in his book, didn't he? Um, and I don't know. I don't, I, I don't think it is. I think, by the way, I think there's so much going on about this thing that happened with Germany that's got into his head over the summer, which, by the way, I com- I'm in complete agreement with him on. Um, I think he has been hung out to dry and I think it's absolutely knocked his confidence. That, with a change of manager being asked to do a couple of different things. I think he's probably... He probably needs an arm around him and a bit of cuddle. Yeah. He's, he's that kind of guy. I don't think he's a terrible footballer. I, don't, I think some of the accusations thrown at him, even by our fans, are, are wildly unfair. It's not like we're sitting here and saying that everyone's adapted to the new system perfectly. Otherwise, we wouldn't be here. Everything would be fantastic. We'd have won all the games, you know. Um, so I, I think it's recoverable. I think this illness thing they keep talking about is back being the real issue... I think there's all these rumours coming out of the dressing room. I don't know who speaks good enough English in that room to talk to the English press about that kind of <laughs> stuff. So uh, I don't know. I think it'll be fine. I think
1: uh, people start layering problems over all that, that don't really exist. Yeah. I think uh, it's, he's, got, he's got that rabid fan base. Like, this person keeps on tweeting me and they're like, he's got depression like <laughs> hold hold on <laughs> hold on whatever your name is from nowhere near where he lives <laughs> like how how do you know that like it will come out it will come out like who knew who knew with danny rose like, Whoa, like whoa, whoa whoa you can't start you can't immediately assume because he's been dropped from the squad that he's got depression um but i, I think that there's an interesting challenge that emery has got because uh it, uh it made me sick when i'm thought about this earlier, but he gets 1.5 million pounds a month. Uh, He's obviously a great talent and Emery can't really afford to make a stand. I I wrote in the blog this morning that Mourinho comes into every club, identifies a top player and then ostracizes them. It's his way of like, you know, Cuts off their head, embarrasses them, sells them the next window. He did it to a little bit to uh, Joe Cole when he went there. Did it to Juan Mata. Almost did it to Juan Mata twice. He did it to uh, did it to Iker Casillas when he was at Madrid. He comes in, slams his stick into someone's face, and that's it because he's that
0: unequivocal boss, right? I have to say, I've I've been through the pleasure of firing the same person twice at different companies. Really? Oh my god! <laughs> it's an awful thing to
1: do. <laughs> oh no, that must be anyway. a nightmare. So, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, so uh, Emery doesn't quite have the same um, the, the same record as as Mourinho to be able to do something like that. So, like Emery can even make a stand against Özil and try and push him out the club. Or, but the question I have for you is like if Emery does that, he has to understand that Ozil doesn't have a lot of power with the rest of the players. Like, how do you think the hierarchy works in that dressing room? Because Emery certainly doesn't rule the dressing room at the moment um, because he doesn't speak English well enough to have a good enough relationship with people. Do you think that there's a worry that if Emery goes too hard at Ozil, the the rest of the players, when things start to go wrong, will turn against him? What do you think?
0: I don't think Emery's that kind of guy, though.
1: He kind of did it in the first year against uh, for PSG. I
2: think, he, I think he does run the dressing room because I don't think, I think no one knows enough about how he's going to do this job to be able to cross him yet. Because if we win eight games, seven or eight games, in the next eight games, every Arsenal fan will be 100% behind him and not behind any player ahead of him.
1: But do you think the club will allow Emery to make a scapegoat out of a player who owns that anything, much money?
0: Anything he wants if he if yeah. he looks like he's getting I, it. I think as long as the rest of the kind of management structure comes along with him, right? I don't think, you know, the other two are going to get involved in day-to-day decisions around, around coaching. But I think, you know, firstly, you're right, results. It's a results business. You, you start winning your games and getting points, no one's going to question a single thing you're doing. I think they're going to have to back him. You can't not back the decision you made a few months ago um
2: and also how bad is it going to get because he's not going to miss him from the matchday squad i don't think he's just going to be starting yeah. on the bench for the next starting on the bench for the next five games
1: so you do, do you think do you think this will this is uh, like emory's going to go with ramsey at 10 and Meza out wide right and if Urzel can't deal with it then we'll sell him to china because there's not many options like unless we- unless he goes full on Winston Bogard like and we just have to suck it up and leave him in London, but what do you think the options are
0: i I think this starts to result you know you get one or two injuries, and all of a sudden you need all these players right yeah, and I think that's the kind of time someone tends to step up. I think, I, 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 you know, we've got the Europa League starting. I think there's plenty of games for these Not the Europa players League. to play. So I, I just don't see it's going to be... When is that start? Issue. It must
2: be soon, wasn't it?
0: Oh. Yeah, I can't even remember what group we're in or who we're playing. Has the group been drawn? Yeah, it's, it was, so, it's such a depressing it's tournament that I don't drawn, even it's check. It's drawn in the bit after the, after the Champions League draw when no one's watching anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, Champions League. Oh, yeah, so... Uh, Leipzig are in the playoffs. Rangers are in the playoffs, so still not. Uh, I still don't think we're into the second leg of the playoffs. So, yeah, awesome. Some grubby teams in there. Nice. Zenit, yeah, Querag, a team called Sheriff, Basel are in there. Oh.
2: Celtic and Rangers could be there. Celtic are playing FC Ufa. And Celtic have had a one-all draw with Lithuanian champions Suduva.
1: Severe, so severe like, in there. Thierry Henry's team, who he just rejected. Who did he Bo- reject? Bordeaux. He's not going to go and manage Bordeaux. I what thought was he was semi- going to. I thought he went to Villa. <laughs> when did I? Did I just go? Uh, was he not going to Villa?
2: Anyway, so He needs to just get on and manage someone, doesn't he? I think he's holding out for someone. Uh,
1: yeah,
2: got a very high opinion of himself, and so he should, but <laughs> not in management yet.
1: No. No, I don't know. why got you Assistant go? Manager of a
0: team that got to the World Cup semi-final.
1: Yeah, you'll be taking all the credit for that, no doubt. All right. So uh, overall, we're kind of confident that Meza will come back into contention.
0: Yeah, I think Mezet's just having an extended break. You know, it's it's you know it's it's a bit like first few weeks of term after the school holidays. You're not quite all there yet. <laughs> it takes a bit of time to remember your routine. You know, where'd you hang your coat again?
1: <laughs> yeah, all of
0: that kind of stuff i like that well, so, this, this and you know it's a bit of a new school this one isn't it you've got sure training ground looks the same but everything's different now they've got inspirational words in the gym yes and
1: uh um, mean coaches and you don't quite uh, he'll, he'll he'll speak spanish won't he, he knows spanish right you'd imagine I really doubt it you don't think he would have learned spanish he'll know the basics you know the basis when he's being called a fucking lazy <laughs> bastard. Oh, yeah, you lazy fucker that probably translates that probably translates okay well i tell you i i wasn't as positive as you guys coming into this but i've come out of this podcast feeling right as rain it's just
2: like you do it at school well, yeah
1: we're gonna yeah. yeah this is yeah we're gonna rotate players uh, everyone's gonna get a go this year like this is this is brilliant this is like the socialist utopia that wenger imagined Oh, God, it's going <laughs> to win badly. <laughs> <laughs> One more uh, before we go. Um, Jose Mourinho just tanked with United again. Paul Pogba looking uh, looking like he's only just started playing football. Mourinho complaining um, in, in the press after the game that he had the right strategy and that he executed the strategy correctly, but he just lost the game. Do we think it's over for Jose?
2: Yep. I think he'll have a few more games, just because at least it was a decent team that he lost to uh, in Spurs. I think that he'll get two or three more games, but if he loses another one of those, then uh, yeah, if he loses to
0: Huddersfield, like another one of those Brighton away kind of fixtures, yeah. I think he's under real pressure. Yeah, well, he's odds on to be the first Premier League manager to be fired, which is considering some of the starts that some other teams have had, it's pretty staggering, right? Although, yeah,
2: you know, they're t- they're above us in the league. <laughs>
0: Yeah. yeah. On goal difference.
2: Yeah.
1: When do we play United? Is it back end of November?
2: Uh, no, we're not playing them until after the Liverpool game, I don't think.
0: Yeah, I think it's... It's, a, it's at the turnaround, actually. That'd be nice. Imagine that.
1: Yeah. Emery ending Mourinho. Uh, also, Spurs are looking... So, wor- we're
2: only away for United next. Ooh.
0: they have we're only like, had, a, not a, had a great start, though.
2: Okay. No, no. And then... Uh, and then uh, and then Watford away.
1: Watford have had a great start. What, three out of three. Yeah,
2: yeah they no good. But, but and they really, look they lose if, if they. It's, and then it's United, Wolves, Wolves going to Old Trafford. Wolves in good form. That could be. A, if you get a one all draw there, that
0: could be. The, Isn't yeah. his buddy the one that's secretly in control of Wolves?
1: Yeah, the super agent, the Pinin Sahavi.
0: Yeah, is that right? Yeah. Or is it? Um, or, or, or is it the other one? Who's the Portuguese guy? No, that's the one he doesn't like. That's Pogba's agent that he's now being forced to deal with. No, oh, Mina my P- uh, Yeah, Yeah, Minarola. No, who's that? You're, uh, Mendes. Oh, Mendes. That's Mendes, that's the guy. Yeah. That's the that's guy. That's his agent, isn't
1: it? Mendes is his guy. And, and I think Mendes has some sort of ownership. <laughs> We've got the internet right here. Like, <laughs> for me. It's all, it's all oh, very it's, dodgy. Yeah. But Tottenham are looking strong. Yeah. Not as strong as their ground.
0: <laughs> yes, I know. That's fun, right? That's fun. Back in Wembley. They can't move, right? Like, They're not allowed to, to, to move. A friend of a friend apparently runs the uh, contracts for one of the companies involved in construction there and has said there is no way in the world it's going to be ready this year.
1: Really? Yeah. Oh, marvellous. Marvellous. And um, Scudamore said there is no chance that we're going to let Spurs... Play in their new stadium if it is ready. So said you have to play a full season in one stadium. We're not having it going. We're not going to do it half no, and I, half. I,
0: yeah, no. Those are the Premier League rules. They need yeah. to be granted an exception.
1: Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be Maybe great.
0: Maybe some lumberyard will burn it down so, by
1: accident. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get FBI knocking on the door a little bit later. Excuse me, sir. We've had a complaint.
0: Well, you know, the last of the businesses around there went up in smoke rather. Oh, yeah. Late yeah, in the course. day. Mm. I'm not suggesting anything <laughs> no. at all for legal purposes that was not arson or arsene. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, guys. On that note, um, thank you very much for coming on the show, Ash. Cheers, buddy. Thank you, Matt. Thanks, mate. And we will see you next week. Thank you very much.